Welcome, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and with me this week, as he always is, is the one, the only, the whiskey mutant himself, Eric Smith! What's your favorite scary movie, Perry? <laughs> I really like Halloween Town from the Disney Channel, the DCOM, Disney Channel original movie. It's got everything that I like about spooky movies, but it's a little bit more toned down for my uh, very, uh, my very sensitive nature. Okay, I'm moving on. Where's Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was, if I was Ghostface, right if I was Ghostface, and somebody said that, I would just be like, you know what? I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> Your life is sad enough as it is already. I'm going to uh, let you wallow in yeah. this. <laughs> I'm just going to move on to the next, the next victim. Uh, it's actually Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Man. I do. I do too. I don't think I ever want to watch it again. Though <laughs> I can I care less if I ever watch it again. At the time, it was fun with it my was, kids. Yeah, it stuff. was a good. It was a good like way to kill two hours. But honestly, it was like I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I'm done with this movie. Congratulations <laughs> to anybody else who watches it and thinks this is my favorite Halloween movie ever. <laughs> You are definitely the next victim if you think that that's your favorite Halloween movie. So, but if you're so, listening to so this. you're leaving Halloween Town alone. Yes, but you're murdering Hubie Halloween. Yes, that is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Prom Town. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I have to collect myself after that. That is hysterical. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, we'll get back on track by saying if you are a first-time listener to the show, thank you so much for being here. Please subscribe if you're returning. Thank you so much for being here. If you've not yet, please leave a review. Follow us on social media, at Whiskey Mutant and at My Bourbon Pod. And then also become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month five bucks a month gets you bonus content and early access Exclusive. to every episode now. Yes, exclusives. Good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm starting this new thing with Patreon. Uh, on the day of recording, I'm going to be putting up the episodes early. Uh, completely uncut. Unedited. 100%. So, Patreon gets early access and all the bumps and dumps. <laughs> oh yeah i definitely just either cut that out or believed that i'm not sure so we'll see <laughs> but congratulations patreon you get to hear a lot of stuff anyway so we're in the middle of uh what did so what did Darren call it? He called it something on Facebook. Sips and Snacks. Sips and Snacks. I like that name so much for this. Do you agree? I like it. Are you, you down to officially call Sips that? Sips and Snacks. Sips and Snacks. All right. Snacking and sn- sipping. So we're taking snacks that have been sent to us at the moment by Don Nishida, our buddy out in Hawaii. This might be the last one. I think it is the last one, actually. So um, after this, we're going to have to figure something out. I've got uh, oh, yeah, from Jason got... and Natalie. Yeah. yeah, we can do those. Because totally they, they sent a lot of stuff similar to what, not the same, but similar to what uh, Don sent. So we can just keep on a trucking. Heck yes. Love that. That's so awesome. So this is the one we put off until the very end. This one intrigued us the most, so but we it, saved it. But every time that you looked at it, I saw you shudder a little bit. Like, you weren't sure whether or not you were going to be able to so, handle it? this is a baked <laughs> red bean cake, and this is something that I... It's interesting. S- yes. This is something that I've seen anime characters eat a lot, and when I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh, that sounds like it'd be cool to try. And then when I actually had it in my hand, 
and I saw the picture and I started thinking of red bean jam in the middle of this, I started like questioning myself, like, am I going to like this or not? <laughs> I mean, the package on the back, it says, keep out of reach of children. The packet may explode in the microwave if heated. Like, how are you going to keep this away from a kid? It's sure, a red bean cake. Surely you're removing the, the plastic covering. I guess. Before you're putting it in the microwave. Does that mean somebody actually just threw this whole thing in there and they had to put that on the back? Is that what happened? Every every warning exists for a reason. Yeah. And that essentially means that somebody did do that, called corporate, and said, why did you do this to me? Even though it was clearly their fault. And so now they have to put that warning on there. When I was still working for Papa John's doing their social media customer service, within the last few weeks, uh, we got a tweet. From a, No, it was a Facebook message. I take that back. It's it, There's no way that this would be anything less than a Facebook message, message just because of the audacity of it. <laughs> this lady sent us a message and said, your pizza burned me. What are you going to do about it? On Facebook. On Facebook. Sent us that message. I was like, you know what, lady? I don't know what to do for you. Order the order the pizza that doesn't burn you. <laughs> Cold pizza, the one that has the cream on it that fixes burns. Sure, yeah, do this, that. This also and says leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. Go to the doctor about <laughs> your burn. Contains bioengineered food ingredients. Uh oh. <laughs> we're all gonna we're all, we're gonna turn into Red the whole bean power it. activate. Right. That's the secret in uh, anime is that they actually all gain their abilities oh, from red bean eat. cakes. Gotcha. That's that that's sense. how you go Super Saiyan. <laughs> mm. Okay, I'm gonna eat this whole pack. <laughs> Everybody who's watched Dragon Ball Z has tried to go Super Saiyan at one point or another. I still try. I've tried for thirty some years now. <laughs> so, so you said, yeah, go ahead. Well, you said that this reminded you of something very specific when paired together. When paired together. I haven't even revealed what it is that we paired it with. <laughs> I'm just realizing. But we paired it with Stellum Rye. Yes. And I think a rye was perfect for this. My suggestion, too. You did So, Perry paired. Perry pairs. Pair pairs. Pairs, pairs, pairs. But when you add these together, like the cake itself is really light. It's almost like a light Fig Newton type thing. Mm -hmm. But when you add the rye with it, it turns into like this, like if you've ever had pepper jelly, like on like a charcuterie board yep. or um, just to dip crackers in or something like that. Like it's like turns it into this like really light, but like pepper jelly. And I'm really digging on it right yeah, now. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. It's so soft, too. So if you get <clears throat> red bean jam cakes, you're looking for something to drink with them. Get Stellum Rye. There. My first inclination was the George Dickel Rye, the 95.5 MGP. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, we did that already. I was going to say, we've done that one, haven't we? Yeah, I don't even remember what we, what we paired it with. Oh, but goodness. Been, we've done a lot of pairings. We've done a lot since you've been on the show. Like We're moving at a clip at this point. So, anyway. I ain't stopping. Ain't stopping till the party stops stop, rocking. Won't stop. Yep, that's it. So we are going to get to our reviews of the 2021 Buffalo Trace Antique Collection here in just a minute. 
But before we do that, I have to ask you, Eric, what on earth have you been drinking recently? Well, what have I been drinking? By the time this comes out, maybe everybody has caught up on our live stream, <laughs> which I, along with Perry, drank some hazmat bourbon. Now, hazmat bourbon is pretty special to me. It's not, yeah, same. I think, to anybody. And I think I got into the bourbon game just a little late before there was a lot of hazmat stuff out because I hadn't tried a lot. I hadn't got a chance. Every time that I have hazmat bourbon, like I've had light whiskeys and stuff, they're good, they're awesome. You know, everybody likes them. I guess everybody. But there's something about bourbon, hazmat bourbon. Yeah. I've had an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof that was hazmat. Totally blew my mind. Amazing. I've had uh, the William LaRue Weller hazmat. I don't remember what year it was, like 2014 or something like that? I think so. Blew my mind. And last night, we got to try the Kings County Sealbox Pick 7-Year Bourbon that was 150 Point eight? Is that what we said? Yes, that is correct. 150.8 proof. And my goodness, it was something. It messed us up. <laughs> Before we got messed up, <laughs> it was the most buttery cinnamon roll yeah. of a drink I've had in a while. Yeah. Seven years old, and you would never know that it was 150.8 no. proof. No, no. And by the time we were done with that live stream, we were in another world. Yeah. I legitimately lost all feeling in the lower half of my body at one point. Perry's in a wheelchair right now. I also am Professor Xavier. <laughs> he gained I lost powers. All, I lost all my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I lost all my hair, the movement in my legs, but I'm a mutant now. So, But <laughs> that thing was special. It really, really was. And, I was uh, very lucky to grab one. Blake from, from Sealbox hopped on uh, while we were, we were drinking it, too. It was super cool to see Blake in the chat. We're going to have him on the show before too long. But he was you know, curious about what our thoughts were on it, and he told Eric to send him the, the link to the live stream as well after it was posted. And, uh, yeah, I, I just could not have had a better experience with that uh, until afterwards when I felt bad, but that was my own doing. So I'm not going to talk about it that. It was only because we prepped our palates with barrel proof and other hazmat stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's a, uh, look, lessons were learned. So that's a whole nother Patreon story right there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear that, get on the Patreon. And if you're listening to this on Patreon, thank you for being on Patreon. 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 <laughs> Oh, so other than uh, the incredible experience of drinking hazmat bourbon uh, for one of only a few times in my life last night, I also had the good fortune to pick up Matt Porter ADHD Whiskey's Knob Creek Pick Lob Creek, which I have gone through far too quickly. <laughs> but it's so good. It is amazing. I had a little bit of it when you got it, and it was by far one of the sweetest yeah. Knob Creek picks I've ever tried. Yeah. Well, and, and initially for me, it was like <clears throat> banana pudding, even like down to vanilla wafers, um, or nilla wafers, I guess. Vanilla. Um, but I, I, I was just thoroughly, thoroughly pleased with how that, that pick came out, and I knew it was going to be great anyway. 
A, because it's Matt Porter, B, because it's Knob Creek. And sure enough, it turned out to be like the best of both worlds. It's gone, is it? It's not, well, you can't buy anymore. I still have some left in my bottle. No, that's but, what I mean. Like, nobody's like, unless you got yeah. it, like, it's. Yeah, it's, it's sold out. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people angry about bottles being sold I out. Know, though. right? We were talking about that last night on the live stream, how people were just furious that they couldn't get that Kings County. Yeah, I mean, to the point where they're on Instagram, like, sending, like, bourboner, like, horrible comments about... Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop doing that stuff. People claiming that they'd never really had it. They were just posting, acting like they were going to and stuff. I'm like, really? Whatever. Get over yourself. You know what? You know what? Grinds my gears. (laughs) Kinda. (laughs) Nilla Wafers. Like, what about them? When people try to like act like they're just like a good thing by themselves, do you like them by themselves? I do. I mean, I do think that they function better when they're added to other things, but and it's not like it is the first thing that I reach for either. If I go to somebody's house and I'm like, I want some cookies, and they hand me a box of Nilla <laughs> wafers, I'll be pissed. <laughs> At least little Keebler, uh, uh, Keebler uh, uh, cookies, whatever. Yes, something. Little I remember. Keebler. I just combined Little Debbie and Keebler. <laughs> little Keebler. I like that. Um, if I, would, I feel like I had a bad memory like that when I was a kid. Here we go, flashing back to my childhood. But like, I think an aunt, some aunt or something, she was like, yeah, I got some sweets for you. And she just hands me some Nilla wafers. And I was like, get out of here. I don't want this. I'm so mad. I mean, to be fair, they are sweet and they are cookies. But I understand your grievance here. I'll just brought up the lifelong frustration. <laughs> now, I can eat them in banana pudding, like you said. Don't well, hand me no vanilla wafers by themselves. Here's my thing. I don't like banana pudding. And truth be told, I don't really like pudding or jello in general. So we just order a big thing of banana pudding, and eat, I take all the wafers out, I give them to you, and then I eat the banana pudding. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Problem solved. <laughs> so this is why we work so well That's together. Right. We balance each other out and finish <laughs> each other's desserts. <laughs> just spoon feed you <laughs> all right let's talk about this let's talk about it 2021 buffalo trace antique collection sans george t stack r.i.p hopefully not for don't say he's not dead he's just technically he's on sabbatical <laughs> technically he is. well i mean this year at the very least yeah, so uh, let's let's go ahead and get this part of the conversation out of the way. I, first thoughts: How do you feel about the fact that there's no George T. Stag this year? Um, I does it really matter? Well, honestly, out of all the antique collection that I've actually been able to get on my own, like and have George T. Stag is the only one I've ever got. Yeah, I feel like it's it. They made a lot more of it, or a lot of other people go for the, you know, the WLW or the 17. And the, the way I got my George C. Stag was um, at one of the stores, and like they kind of went by kind of like points, like you go down the list. And I just happened to be able to get a George C. Stag that year. And so every year I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get that one because that's yeah. the only one I've ever got. So it kind of, it kind of sucks. It feels <laughs> incomplete. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's just, it's more of a mystery to me. Like what was, what could it have been, you know, 
is it going to become something else? Are they going to use it for something else? So, well, my, I, I, again, have talked about this on a live stream already, but as, as far as I can tell, there's probably about three things that will more than likely happen. One, they'll just let those barrels sit and we'll get it eventually. Uh, I initially said that they might wind up making a stag junior out of it. I don't know if that's entirely true. Uh, I think those barrels are probably too old for, for stag junior more than likely. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't see them going back on their decision, but I do think that that's still a possibility and they wind up saying anyway, well, we need the money. It's Buffalo trace. Who am I kidding? They just want the extra money. Um, and they're trying to, you know, just not double down, whatever the opposite of doubling down is. Backtracking, backtrack, sure. yeah, whatever, on those statements, and want to put that out, or three, it becomes E.H. Taylor barrel proof, which honestly, I think is probably, I mean, aside from letting them rest, is probably the most likely out of the three, because that is still a product that we haven't seen yet this year, and truth be told, we've only seen one batch of Stag Junior this year. Yeah, I'm well. still waiting on the newest one. I've seen people post about it's batch 16, I believe. Uh, that is that's the first one from this year. I don't think we've even seen that one here. I in haven't. Our area. I haven't at all. I mean, it, but it's not like. I, and I think that this is something that we've talked about before. But there is this misconception that you can go to Kentucky and get just about anything you want. <laughs> it's not true, especially Stag Junior. If it, if that were the case, I would just have a stockpile of it yeah. and that between that and elijah craig barrel yep <laughs> but it yeah it just doesn't really exist here anymore and i mean it hasn't for a good few years but re regardless it's a, i i do look forward to trying badge 16 and i guess eventually 17 if it ever does come out this year but i think that what we're seeing with the cancellation of this year's stag is a continuing trend in bourbon where distilleries are actually doing right by consumers and saying, we want this to be the best product possible. And we don't want to put this out for you if it doesn't live up to those standards. Yeah. Because they know it would have sold. I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they obviously could have just put it in there and said, suck it, and here's a bad batch of George C. Stagg. <laughs> and I think that it's easy to dive into conspiracy theories, too, and say that, you know, somebody bought up a whole lot of George T. Stagg barrels and they, you know, messed up and they didn't have the allocation that they needed, or, I don't know, they're coming up with a new Stagg product stag single barrel or oh but there's stag junior single barrel uh so i mean like stag oh could you imagine uh, that stag stag cypb <laughs> create your perfect george t stag <laughs> imagine going to buffalo trace though and they're like we're gonna let you pick a single barrel of george t stag i would lose my mind <laughs> that would be insane i mean they used to do like uh van winkle Single barrels. Yeah, I've heard of that. You know, the lot B was a, a single barrel. They had some single barrels of that for a long time. So, I mean, it's not out of the scope of possibility. It's just the fact that they need those barrels for yeah. what George T. Stagg is. 
So because the way they do it, they set aside the barrels. You know, they say like 14 years ago, and this is going to become George C. Stag, right? Yeah. So that means they've probably set some already aside. That's going to be the 2022 George C. Stag, mm-hmm. right? So they've already got that ready for next year. So do they kind of just move everything up a year and see if it works, or do they totally just make it a new product? Well, I, I mean, yes, I think that they could make it a new product, but I also <clears throat> think that they could wind up taking these barrels and blending them into next year's batch. The super batch. As well, yeah. So we wind up with, I don't know, 50% more bottles, yeah. oh, twice as many idea. bottles, mm-hmm. you know? I, I mean, that. it would be cool. It would be cool to see that, but... I, I don't know. I I mean, I think in the in a real world sense, that's probably what's going to happen is they wind up using it in next year's batch. At the same time, though, who's to say? I mean, a, a, anything is possible at this point. What if they just went crazy and they were like, we're going to play a game. We've put 2021 George C. Stagg in various various bottles of different expressions and it's like <laughs> like the golden ticket it's like there could be a buffalo trace bottle that's specially marked and it's got george c stag there could be a blanton's that's specially marked it's got george c stag and they just snuck it in all these different bottles so funny. they're like you go on a scavenger hunt and try to find them what do you win in that case george c stag 2021 that's it there's no like special trip to the distillery uh, maybe or anything. That. You get to go and hang out with Harlan Wheatley and Harlan he's, Harlan Wheatley's he's dressed just, like Willy Wonka, and he's pissed about it the whole time because <laughs> he doesn't seem like the person that would want to dress like Willy Wonka or even take people on a tour. Oh man, that'd be really funny though. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Well, it does suck, but I think in light of everything. It's it's acceptable that they didn't put one out if it was going to be crap, or just subpar, yeah. and not even not even crap, just something that we would all kind of taste and go, eh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, we'll review the coaster that they sent us in lieu. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do <laughs> I was that. But say, let me see that coaster that George. They T-Stag. they did send a really nice Clayton and Kroom George T Stag coaster though, so I'm excited to have that around. At the That's very nice. least. Yeah, like it. it looks really cool. Um, I did have a horrible thought just a second ago. What if, like, over the next four years, they keep doing this with one of the products <laughs> in the in the lineup? Like, next year's Weller, the year after, Eagle Rare, after that, Handy, and then Sazerac. And it's not for, like, another five <laughs> years that we before we get the full antique collection again. It would be so sad. By, by like, the third year, they're like, okay, they're just messing with us <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's when the the golden ticket thing really yeah. starts to ramp up, and we're like, "All right, Eagle Rare Seventeen is actually in a regular Eagle Rare bottle." <laughs> oh gosh, you get one, <laughs> you get one bottle of Wheatley vodka with like a brown spirit in it, and you're like, "Oh, what is huh? this? <laughs> what uh, what happened here, guys?" <laughs> but you only know if it's the BTEC if you open the bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like in the cork or something. It's like you won. So then we really seclude all the people who don't want to <laughs> open their bottles uh it's a way to just completely destroy the secondary yeah. market <laughs> really iso a case of eagle rare <laughs> you ready for this man i've been ready for this <laughs> like this is this is one of those 
championship moments right now. Like I've made it to the the Super Bowl or something. You've got your own Funko Pop. I've got a Funko Pop now. We've got BTAC samples. <sighs> BTAC samples. I've I've always dreamed of reviewing a BTAC. Well, now you get to do four of them and a coaster. So would you rather go proof on up or do you want to do age? Hmm. Do you know how you've normally done it? I think we did proof before. Because I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that we did proof. So it would be starting with like the Saz 18, and then Eagle 17, and then, I mean, we can do Handy. The Handy is higher proof than the Weller. Okay. But I would rather do the Weller last. Okay. Personally, if we go by this, by the proof scale. I'm good with whatever. Start with proof? Let's do it. All right. So that means we're starting with the Sazerac 18. Oh, yeah. I forgot I opened all these already. <laughs> I was like, why is it screwing off so easily? They all taste the same. And then you get a little note that says, surprise, you actually got all 2021 GTS. You've won the golden ticket. It's actually all ancient age. <laughs> <laughs> not even the not even the, the 10 star one or whatever it is. No, it's, it's all just ancient age 80 proof. <laughs> do you want to know any facts about these as we sip through them might as well tell them a little a few fun facts uh, about everything 21 straight rye whiskey uh talk about the size 18 don't want to talk about flavor profiles barrels were filled in the spring of 2003 uh rested on the second and fourth floors of warehouses k and p bottled at 90 proof there we go that's I couldn't do tasting notes. No, no, no. You know, no, we don't need that. We'll do our own tasting notes. Where we're going, we don't need tasting notes. <laughs> it's like Jolly Rancher Green Apple. Oh, it is very green apple. I talked about Wild Turkey Rob before in the pregame chats about it having green apple. And this is Oh yeah, that's a very candy green apple. Almost like a um a blow pop green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Very green. Not like bad green. Very candy green. And it's funny because that's like the dominant note. I can't really yeah, it's dig too much deeper. Right in there. A little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of spice, but... I was going to say a little peppermint. Yeah. Right on the back. But it just like is super in your face with that candy... Like green candy. Green apple. Interesting. On the palate... Hmm. It's almost like the candy, the green candy is very dulled. Yeah. But the the darker notes are starting to pull through more. Like I'm really starting to pick up on caramel now. I'm really starting to pick up on cinnamon now. Peppermint's even kind of poking through a little bit, but a lot of the spice seems to be reserved just for the finish. I would agree. Uh I was getting ready to say I pick up a lot more of peppermint candy on the palate but the finish is spicy it's surprisingly just really easy to drink mm -hmm. and i would never i wouldn't have guessed it was 18, 18 years. years old i was gonna say i just looked at the bottle here to confirm but i would never think this was 18 years old i think the only place that i'm really getting that is that it's a pretty dry mouthfeel yeah it does dry a little bit. I, I, it, it's actually reminded me a bit of the uh, um, <laughs> the Kings County that we had last night in terms of dryness. Oh, 
I mean, not exactly. It's close, though. Yeah. I definitely like the nose. More than the palate. More than the palate. I have to agree. But on second sip, though, it does seem to fill out a little bit. Oh, man, that that finish gets spicier as it goes. Yeah. But everything's, as, as far as the palate goes, everything's sitting very, like, in the middle. And I mean, it's it, it's not that it's, it's not like it's lacking flavor. It's just lacking a bit of punch. Yeah. I think. And I feel like in past years, at the very least, Saz 18 has had more, uh, as far as components go, to it. It's never really been my favorite of the antique collection, but it has always kind of just intrigued me as to what the heck's going on yeah. here, you know? So there are not, not many other chances you get to have that I, old rye. No. 18 year old rye. No. So I'd say, yeah, green candy apple on the nose. Not more just candy. Green candy. And then I get a lot of peppermint on the uh, palate. Mm-hmm. Especially as it kind of, as you take more and more sips of it. Okay. So kind of a dull way to start off. <laughs> but. I'm never one to be overly impressed with Saz 18. So, I've not got to actually have a lot of Saz 18 anyway and yeah, it's it's good. It's just not anything I would be like, "Oh, this is B-Tag." But now, Eagle Rare 17. Okay, that smells Whoa. good. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. So, when did they um when did they change the proof back to 101 last year okay last year was the first time that it uh switched it up from 90 to 101 okay and uh um as far as the nose goes Mm. this easily is my favorite eagle rare 17 nose oh man so if i'm gonna give like i'm really like Today, I'm really thinking in colors for some reason. I know, like, I know. And if I give this a color, it's like the most beautiful purple color. I was actually ever... going with red. Red? Yeah. I I just see like this purple. It's like this mixture of purple like cotton candy, purple like suckers. Yeah, I see that. I see I that. Mean, I mean, it instantly reminds me of purple. Purple flavor something it is very clearly 17 years old i think you are getting all of the barrel influence on the nose to the point where i'm picking up on grease's grapey note yeah you know where it it, i think that's where that purple is coming from yeah that it really does have a lot of like those oak the oakiness of it and the nose is like it makes you think it's higher proof than 101 Uh, oh that's good oh wow holy moly that's the best Eagle Rare 17 I've ever had. That is something else. Oh, it's so tannicky. I love the finish on this thing. I do too. Like I'm trying to think of no, particular notes to give, but right now I, all I can do is cling to that finish. Like I, I'm getting more purple and almost like jelly and a little bit of, um, almost a little bit of like, bread it's like almost like a jelly toast type thing yeah and it's all on the finish i'm getting a little bit of like 
like honeysuckle on there too. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Which is really surprising to me considering that at 17 years, it should be a really, really dark bourbon. But it's surprisingly quite bright. I think for me, looking back on other Eagle Rare 17s that we've had, they've all been a little flat, maybe kind of leaning towards sour. This, I'm, I'm getting that feeling of walking through Buffalo Trace and walking into their Rick houses and just having the all of the bourbon just wafting through the air. I, I mean, that's... I think that 17-year oak is right on the finish that spice yeah, is from is that age uh is showing on the finish but oh man there's just like this grape jelly like you said maybe some honey a little bit of bread like this is nice man i like that a lot mm. perfect proof too i couldn't imagine this any yeah. lower any higher yeah and and i think that that's a good point as well, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, it, it was 90 proof <laughs> for a long time. And then it's like bumping it back up to 101. And, and you know, I, I kind of anticipated that they were going to have a little bit of an off year because it was something new that they were introducing to the product. And, yeah, I didn't think that last year's was all that great. But, but this is <laughs> spectacular. Good, uh, good swirling skills there. Uh, it was just water. Good thing <laughs> I did not spill BTEC that was, on my pants. That was less swirling and more just you moving the glass back and forth real fast. So <laughs> hey, that Eagle Rare got me excited. Because <laughs> yeah, I will say you kind of seemed like you were a little disappointed after the Saz, and you're like, "Is this what it's going to be like every time that we do this?" Well, I kind of felt like that might be how it is because I don't hear a lot of people talk about Saz 18. You know what I mean? I'm going to talk about this Eagle Rare, Mm. though. Holy moly. All right. We're moving up a little bit in proof. (laughs) This time to the Thomas H. Handy Sazerac Straight Rye Whiskey. 129.5 proof. Oh, baby. Now, I did have um, uh, the Handy from uh, last year. I'm trying to remember what. Last year's Handy was incredible. It was so good. Uh, I also forgot to give notes for the uh, Eagle Rare 17, uh, but there aren't a whole lot. Uh, it was distilled in spring of 2003 and aged on the first floor of Warehouse P. And the handy says it's the uncut and unfiltered straight rye whiskey. Last year's earned a double gold medal at tw- uh, 2020 San Francisco. This year's handy was distilled in the spring of 2015, aged in warehouses I, L, O, and K. And weighs in at 129.5 proof. <laughs> you can tell on the nose. All right, there we go. <laughs> now that's 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 a that's a rye whiskey. That's a special rye whiskey right that's there. That's a rye whiskey right there. Oh man, that's like it's like orange. This one is, well, obviously the bottle always has the orange color on it, and I immediately start smelling orange. But it is citrusy. Yeah. It is very citrusy. You know what it reminds me of? Instantly an orange starburst. Oh, 100%. 
I love this. I love that this is what you've brought to the table. <laughs> I mean, that's how I always, I just think of candies and stuff. Like, I can't, like, it's always stuff like that. Colors and candies and snacks. And that's the reviews that you're going to get when you have me on here. I love it. That smells oh, dude, so good. There's a, there's a buttered toast poking through in there as well. Oh, I get a little bit of melted butter right on the, like, orange, and then it kind of fades into some butter. Yeah. Some kind of, almost like when you've melted butter on toast, like, it's it's a lot yeah. different than just, like, a cold piece of butter. A little bit of clove, too. I like that. Like, specifically clove cigarettes, I think. Oh, okay. I don't think I've had clove cigarettes. I've just been around people. I've not had many cigarettes. Wink, wink, wink nod, nod, nudge, nudge, will and grease. <laughs> yeah, clove. <laughs> All right, I'm going in for I've, it. I've got to. Oh, wow. There is a pepper on the end of that. Wow. And I mean like pepper, like straight up pepper. Oh, it's a spicy meatball. Yeah. Wow. It's a little dry. Not overly so. It does, it does dry out just a tad. That is... Wild. It's almost like pepper, chocolate, and orange. Mm-hmm. You still get the orange, and then it adds a little bit of spice. Well, actually, a, a lot of spice. Like, there's a lot of pepper. And then there's just this hint of orange. I'm getting a lot of the clove on the palate as well. I think I'm missing a little bit of, like, a sweet spot to it. I was going to say, it's not as sweet as I thought it was going to be based on the nose. Yeah. I kind of like, it's almost making me want there to be like a honey note. Mm-hmm. Like not overly sweet, but just, just enough just of a like a touch more sweetness. Yeah. Like a, like a raw honey just something to kind of, you know, gently balance it out just a bit. I think once again, with the rise, I think I like the nose a little bit better than the palate. I think so too, but I imagine that this is going to be really good once it opens up a bit. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where it's really going to shine. So we'll come back to it in a couple months and see it's still how it so fares. Good, though. Yeah. It's got good legs, too. Like, it does, I mean, yeah. it's just coating the, the glass. Even after finishing it, there's still a lot hanging around in the glass. All right. Are you ready? The big dog. The big dog. The coup de gras. The coup d'etat. The W to the L to the W. It's time. The 2021 release was distilled in the winter of 2009 and aged in warehouses C, D, K, L, and Q. The bourbon registers at 125.3 proof. I want to say, that means this is the first time, to my knowledge, that this is not 12 years old. Like it typically is. Hmm. Winter of 2009. I mean, we're firmly in, in, in autumn. Right. So we just missed the mark. Just, just missed it. Just a bit outside. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, dear. I got to take a second for this. <laughs> I know exactly what that is. It's creme brulee. 
Like even down to the torched sugar on top. I uh, I won't I I can't disagree with you on that. Oh wow. If I had to give this one a color, I'm seeing just like like you said, kind of just like a tan. Yeah. It's kind of just like if you think of like lots of like pale yellow, I think. Like like cinnamon butter. Yeah. Like that Absolutely. butter you get at like steakhouses that you can put on rolls like that. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I see in my head when I smell this. It's a little little citrusy, not a whole lot on the nose. But it is present. Yeah, and it's it's almost it's almost like dare I say lemon? Lemon? <laughs> dare you say. Dare I say? How I don't know. dare you say? I guess lemon when you think of notes for bourbon like you don't really I don't really go for anything lemon I like I like a lot I'd make this into a candle (laughs) and I'd rather drink it I gotta think about this for a second (laughs) there is a what what this tastes like french toast yeah, I was going to say, there's a big old brown sugar note on there. I would not think this is a weeded bourbon. No. Oh, the maple syrup. Oh, it's it's French toast with maple syrup. No doubt. Normally on, on weeded stuff, especially Weller, I get a lot of like bright red, like strawberry, cherry. This is straight up, like you said, this is, this is cinnamon, dark. It's French toast with maple syrup. Yeah. And it's, I could just, I could kill, I could kill a bottle of this. <laughs> I know, right? It doesn't drink like 125 No, and it's like, you know, these special bottles and everything, you, you know, they're coming out complex. There's stuff you could just sit, like, as mu- as many crazy notes as I could probably sit and pull out of this, it may. I just want to keep drinking this. Like I could just crush crush the bottle. Second sip, I'm getting more of the the citrus. I like it. I like it a lot. I do really enjoy that. I think that this is the most unique WLW that's come out over the past few years. I think if you are searching for those old WLWs with a lot of really, really dark, bold barrel notes to it, you're going to be a little bit disappointed, but I don't miss it with this one. Like I said, the the few I've had in the past, even the hazmat one, was like cherry turnover. It was like this, like cherry and all this stuff. And this one is completely different type of treat. It's like, like you said, it's maple. It's like French toast, brown sugar. And it's so unique because it's just not, I just don't get that on a lot of weeded bourbons. I don't get that dark. That's usually, you know, a rye bourbon. I I will say this is probably the most well-balanced WLW I've ever had. It's really good. I'm missing a little bit on the finish. I think that's the only thing that I don't have a whole lot of a finish. No, I think that's the the only thing that I have to say bad about it. For 125 
proof. You it, would expect a little more. Yeah, there's not but, a whole lot there. I mean, it's it's packing though. Man, that's good. So we normally rank these from our least favorite to our favorite. Naturally, I think we can put George T. Stag last. <laughs> <laughs> By default. Because we didn't get to try any of it. Um, I think the Saz 18 might be uh, my, my fourth place. Fourth place for me is Saz 18. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like cheaper, more readily available rise, even despite the age. Yeah. Are better than that. I do love the nose, but yeah, fourth place size eighteen. I think that rare breed rye, uh huh, absolutely destroys that. Oh yeah, absolutely destroys that. And like I said, like I'm going to try some baby size later and just see. But I think that's just as good if you can get baby size. And and truth be told, I think rare breed rye is kind of kicking the butt of the the handy as well this year it's it's always kind of difficult to have conversations about the antique collection without starting to dip into the well if i can't get it what should i get instead right conversation and i think that rare breed rye is a really good replacement for the handy which by the way the handy is my third place um i don't know if you agree or not um as far yeah third it was my third yeah I think the two rise. I think the bourbons are definitely better than the rise. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you're looking for a, a different rye to replace the the Saz, ooh, you know, Stellum rye actually could be really good in replacement of the the Handy as well. I feel like. Does it say the age of the Handy on the notes? I forgot. Uh yeah, it's about six years six old. Six years old. I feel like that's spring of 2015. So yeah, six years old. I feel like it's very, I won't say easy, but you probably have a good chance of finding a six-year-old rye that's in the 120 proofs. I mean, I know I yeah. have plenty. Yeah. I, 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 it, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> Interrupted you. Go. Well, I was thinking about the the replacement for the Saz. I'd probably lean towards something like Elijah Craig Rye. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to be a better alternative for you. About the same proof, but I mean, it's like thirty bucks, you know. Yeah. It, the only difference is that it's not going to be as old. But then again, it's very hard to find a rye that's that old on the market. That's the thing that it's very unique with being eighteen-year-old rye. Yeah. I think Old Forester rye. It's, I mean, like, oh, I yeah, absolutely. 100 proof. It's 10 proof points off, but I think that's I, it, a great yeah, alternative. And it'll, it'll offset some of those, um, some some of the age that you're losing by by dropping down. So, yeah, I'm totally on board with the old faux rye. I think a handy, I think, I think if you get a really good, like, five to six year MGP pick or something like that, like that barrel proof, like a barrel proof pick, maybe like a, um, I don't even know. Just all those other brands that are doing Krogmans. <laughs> yeah, you can get a crazy <laughs> sticker. You can get a handy actually put on the the label if you wanted to. Um, Take that how you will. Yeah, <laughs> but like a like I've got a a Nashville Barrel Code that Adam Terry 
picked up for me that is a um like a seven eight year rye yeah and it's on, on the 120s i believe and it's fantastic wilderness trail rye yes could be a great replacement for it as well i think that there are so many alternatives out there uh-huh. that people shouldn't discredit and i i understand the lure of these but i do think that it's it's near impossible not to have this conversation right when you're talking about antique collection anymore yeah because no matter what if you get a chance to buy any bottle of the antique collection at the regular price whether it's the fourth place or the first place like i think you should do it um but don't feel upset don't get down if you can't get any because there's so many other things to explore yeah and to find that are just as good yeah and more than likely you'll have a friend or somebody that maybe get one and y'all can compare and yeah and and by the way um I'm, i should have said this we're very fortunate to be sent these samples from buffalo trace i haven't gone and spent four hundred dollars picking up all of these bottles very nice uh but buffalo trace did send us these samples free of charge of course uh we are always thankful to them and any distillery that sends us products that uh we get to review on the show and i think it's good to be honest about it i mean I don't yeah absolutely just, we, yeah. you know just don't blow smoke and say oh these are all great buffalo yeah. trace send us all this stuff like, and and part of my brain too when we were talking about what could happen with stag and you know what might have happened with stag this year when we were kind of dipping into the negatives a little bit part of my brain was like they sent you antique collection right like maybe back off just a hair (laughs) but then i thought we're supposed to be honest about this yeah you know for better or worse i think if they knew what they were doing when they you (laughs) know people are going to talk about it because we took you know gts oh, out it, it will build hype for next year's release yeah, yeah exactly i mean you already see what it's done to the secondary market yep i mean prices have skyrocketed on stag so <sighs> second place for me i don't think this is any surprise to anybody it's the eagle rare <laughs> same for you no no uh, you I'm- like the eagle rare better I am putting Eagle Rare before WLW. Wow. It was very close. I've been thinking about this ever since we got done because I knew we were going to rank them. Yeah. And there, it's just that purple sweet note <laughs> on that Eagle Rare that just bumped it over WLW for me. It is close. I mean, it's a very, very close first and second place. I, but... think, I think right now... The mood I'm in, like I'm enjoying that really sweetness. And I thought that that's what the WOW was going to do. Because I was expecting that, you know, strawberry, that bright red and all that stuff. And I got more of, you know, French toast and maple. Which, by goodness, is by goodness a thing? By God? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not disappointed in either one. But I think... WLW is my two, and Eagle Rare 17 is one. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not upset with your decision at all, but I just, I'm, I'm a, 
I'm a sucker for the Weller, I guess. The Wellers. So <laughs> let's let's talk about replacements for these as well. Okay. So which one are you talking about first? Let's talk about the Eagle Rare first. Okay. I think it's easy to say something along the lines of Turkey 101. I might kick it up a little bit and say Kentucky Spirit uh, because it is potentially a little bit older. And, you know, it's still 101 proof. But I, <laughs> I'm just realizing that two of our recommendations have been turkey products. But what are you going to do about it, guy? <laughs> well, you know, we like turkey. I think if you find a really solid, maybe a little bit older bottle and bond as well, could probably do a good job of replacing that. Maybe not even older. I mean, I could find, you know, a new riff bottled and bond to kind of take the place of some of that as well. Truth be told, though, <laughs> it's going to be hard to find a 17-year-old bourbon. Very hard. Comparable to anything else that's on the market, especially at that proof. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions or recommendations? Yeah, I think, I mean, this may not be, this is probably not as easy of a recommendation, but I think if you can find a really good, like, Eagle Rare pick, I know the proof is going to be at the 90 mark, but if you can find a really good Eagle Rare pick, you're going to find a lot of those notes that I mentioned, a lot of the purple notes. Because I've I've had those in picks. So that would be my first thing. I know that's not as easy for people because not everybody's getting Eagle Rare picks. Another one that I think would uh, be a good replacement looking at the proof mainly. And like you said, uh, older bottle and bond. I think Henry McKenna 10. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be pretty close but then again those are even hard to get now wait and, wait until our spooky halloween live stream though that's true you little may have sizzle, a chance a little ah. sizzle for you <laughs> unless something's changed and then i need to shut my mouth <laughs> no <laughs> it's just that age and that grape and that purple is hard to come by it is it really really is I think this is the hardest one, I would say, to find a replacement for. I'd say, get you some Elijah Craig Barrel Proof and cut it. There you go. <laughs> Maybe. I'm really surprised that you love that as much as you did. I do. I really not to like the it. Not to the point of like, and you know I how much I like. You know means, how much but... I like Whaler stuff. Oh, yeah, for I have, sure. I love weeded bourbon. Yeah. Like, I'm a weeder mark. Like, I'm just, I love it. I don't know. There was something special about that Eagle Rare that just stayed with me, and I just kept thinking about it the whole time that I was sipping on the the rest of them. Yeah. I get that, too. I mean, I was thinking about that a lot, but the Wellers just pulled out in front for me. Hey, I wouldn't be mad about either one of them. No, so. me neither. Me neither. I mean, to the point where like I'm kind of considering picking up a bottle of one of them if I come across it. Right. We can go in half of it if we want. We can split it. Totally down. Totally down for that. All right. Replacement for the Weller, though. There's only two that really stick out in my mind. Rebel Cast Strength. Okay. And Maker's Cast Strength. 
I think I think this is more along the lines of Makers. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, I think Makers has definitely got a lot of those more baking cinnamon maple notes than the the Rebel does. I would even say now that Wilderness Trail is getting up to like that six year mark, hundred percent. The weeded mash bill Wilderness Trail would be a great, especially the um, picks that are you know between an 110 to 120 proof. Yeah, I think you would find a lot of the similar notes in those. There's just, I don't know, Weller foolproof. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. But it's just, it's hard to find a good weeded bourbon replacement because most weeded bourbons are either okay you know, okay, or really good. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, yeah, Maker's Cast Strength is just one of those that I think even 46 Cast Strength could be a good replacement because the extra finishing staves, mm-hmm. you know, might might give it that little bit of a leg up on everything else. I think Maker's, obviously, they... All they do is weeded bourbon. But I think that cast strength is pretty much always just a solid pickup. Like, it's always very good. Um, some other stuff is hit or miss. I'd say, like, I'm just not I'm not a big fan of Larceny as far as weeded stuff goes. And, I mean, their barrel proof has been pretty average yeah. as well. But Weller, I mean... It's just that's, hard to recommend. That, you can't get it. I mean, but that's like the exact same thing. Yeah. That's <laughs> the most obvious answer. Oh, good cheaper version. But yeah. I think I think Wilderness Trail weeded and Rebel weeded are two that really stick out in my head when yeah. it comes to weeded bourbon that I can actually get. Man, those Rebel cast strengths. Oh, since they bumped it up to one twenty, it's been a phenomenal. Been incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, another one in the books. Your first one in the wow. books. Wow. Honestly, was not expecting these, these results. I thought for sure the handy was going to do better and that I was going to find the Eagle Rare to be just as average as I always have. But I'm, I'm thoroughly pleased with, with uh, the top two this year. I'm just pleased to get to try them all. <laughs> this is amazing to me. You're all starstruck. I am. I'm just like, ah, I've made it. <laughs> He's in Nirvana oh. in his own little world over there. Well, again, thank you so much, Buffalo Trace, for sending yes, us these you. samples. This is awesome. Uh, I always get a little bit stressed every year when I get that email saying that uh, the, you know, announcing the antique collection, and I have to go very quickly to send an email back. And uh, I was a little, I was a little bit late, but I think that they, they, they had us, they had us covered. They had us covered. Yeah, so, that's awesome. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the entire experience. Do you think overall that an average George T. Stag would have helped or hurt this year's lineup, based on uh, what we have just tasted? I think it would have helped. I think so too. I think. I don't know. I just think those ryes, I mean, I know GTS is not a rye, but I think you go through those two ryes, you're kind of like, this just does not seem like a antique collection. And then I think you get a George C. Stagg in there along with the other bourbons. I think it would have completed 
the whole set. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it does feel like everybody's favorite relative is missing at Christmas. You know what I mean? It's like when, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're like, oh, I wish he wasn't here. But then when he really when isn't there, there, you're like, man, I kind of miss that quirky uncle that yeah. just comes in and just gets wild and rowdy. And just... I mean, but the thing is, I'm never upset about George T. Stagg being around. No, no, I'm just talking about... You literally have a video on your phone of me bottle-chugging oh, George yeah. T. Stagg at your house. So I do. I need to put that up on something. <laughs> you got, we got to put it up on Patreon. Especially now, like, that bottle is, like, ridiculous to get. <laughs> Just one giant middle finger to the entire <laughs> secondary market. They saw Buffalo Trey saw that and they're like, "You all ain't getting no George." C. Yeah, Stag that's why this they year. actually canceled it this yeah. year is because they hacked into your phone. Yeah, and they saw me bottle chugging George T. Yeah. Stag, just like Wild Turkey hacks into my Facebook all the time and floods my feed with stuff. They just do it. It's crazy stuff, man. Well, what about some tips and bits? <sighs> tips and bits. Man, I'm still I'm I'm still thinking about that. I just got to try all the antique collection. <laughs> That's never happened. I've never got to try. I don't mean sorry. I don't mean line. to like. I don't I don't mean to just breeze past it. A part of that is just me because you know I've gotten to do it for right. the past no, three I years. Totally but at the same it. time, it's like no, I totally understand. I'm I mean, like, like I'm just like thinking about them all right now. I'm like I'm just staring at them. Perry's probably been looking over here, and I'm just staring at them. All. You already like, have taken a couple pictures too. I have. <laughs> It's just awesome. I don't know. It's cool. No, it's just man, another I, awesome experience about being on the podcast. I'm I'm really happy that you got it. to uh, you got to experience it. I mean, Swan literally could have just kicked my ass and said, "No, I'm doing the antique collection," <laughs> and then it would have been it, and he would have done it. But you know, he didn't. He even like sent me texts and was like, "I can't wait till you get to try the antique collection." Oh, yeah, Swanee. So that's awesome. There's enough for him to try to maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Depending on how long I stay here today. <laughs> Oh, tips and bits. What have I been thinking about? Um, well, it is spooky season. What is it? <laughs> and I recommend finding your favorite slasher and you just binging and revisiting all their movies. Because more than likely, your favorite slasher probably has at least 10 to 12 movies that you can watch. This year, I picked A Nightmare on Elm Street. Because between Chucky and Freddy, those two scared me the most when I was a kid. <laughs> Chucky, I just hated. Chucky's the worst. Just hated. Not because of the movies are awesome or anything. I just hated him. Freddy, I seriously did not want to go to sleep. Because I know what happens when you go to sleep. Freddy comes in your dreams. But I love Freddy Krueger. I love him so much now. Like, the one-liners... The one-liners and stuff he's got in his movies, perfect. Uh, the wild, you know, dream kills are just crazy. So I'd say now that it's Halloween time, go back and watch your favorite slasher movies. Have fun with it. Make people watch them that don't normally watch it. April doesn't normally watch slasher stuff, and I've been making her watch with me, and it's, it's that point where she doesn't want to watch... But then you look over and she's like still watching and she's like <laughs> tries to act like she's not into it, but she really is. <laughs> and uh, one more thing I was thinking about is on a positive note, like surround yourself with people who like make your day better, whether it's 
you know, doing a podcast with Perry here or, you know, having fun with my wife, just be around people that make you have a good time. Yeah. And I thought of this when we've mentioned it before, we're on a group chat together with a bunch of other friends. And the other day I was having, I was just tired. It was, I was in a bad mood. It had been a long night at work and I got on the phone, checked the group chat and I see Adam Terry and Eric Jansen sharing pores and Eric Jansen in a pumpkin patch. And it instantly brightened up my day. <laughs> and it's not because, and I wasn't like jealous because they're trying like warehouse C. They're like at this like uh, tasting and they're doing all this stuff. I was not a bit jealous at all. Like I feel like some people probably get jealous, even if it's their friends. Yeah, sure. They get this bottle. They yeah, get to yeah. try this. No, it just made me happy that my friends are sitting there having like this awesome time. Even though I'm not there, like they're sending me pictures and I'm looking at them and like, Freaking Eric Jansen is just in the middle of a pumpkin field. It was amazing. And that just instantly brightened up my day. And I know that that's, it, this sounds mushy or no. corny or whatever coming from me. But seriously, like just be around friends who you are excited for that no matter what they do, if they send you a picture or a text, it just instantly brightens up your day. Well, <clears throat> I, I want to I wanna say something to that as well. Not just about brightening other people's days but also in response to a small rant that i had a couple weeks ago things have actually gotten a little better i mean kentucky's positivity rate has dropped significantly i mean we're under eight percent now for the first time since what like april of this year been a while may of this year which is awesome and and you know, that means that people are starting to, you know, find compassion again and starting to, you know, take care of other people. And I'm not, I'm not saying that my rant fixed everything. It made me feel better. <laughs> hey, good rant always makes everybody <laughs> feel better. It does. But I, I think that it's also not just to surround yourself with people who make you happy, but also people who treat you the way that you want to be treated with compassion and understanding. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the most important things that we can do in life is give and receive love on a very, very genuine level. And I, and again, that does sound mushy and gushy, but it just is something that has always been a part of who I am and something that I stand by. And and it's just, you know, it, it, takes more muscles to frown than to smile (laughs) 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 but in 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 all seriousness i mean it it is very important to have people who make you not only feel better about yourself feel good about yourself but who genuinely you you feel that there is a good reason why you're around them yeah and they improve your quality of life so i get that i totally get it I watched Get Out for the first time the other day. <laughs> Dude, that movie is intense. I loved it so much. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. There was not a second of that movie where I was not glued to th- to the screen. I was just so enthralled with every second of it. It made me immediately want to turn on Us. I haven't had a chance to I was going to say, yet. have you watched Us yet? Not yet. Not yet. But, 
holy moly. Like, I had a good chunk of it figured out about halfway through. Like, once they get to the party scene, it's like, okay, I get it. I see what's happening here. But it did not ruin my enjoyment of the movie. I'm amazed that I was able to go. Wait, it came out in 20... Help me out here. What year did it come out? Oh, it's what it's been. Like 2015? Five years ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. 2015, 2016. It's amazing that I have been able to go five or six years, and that movie has not been fully spoiled for me yet. Like, how on earth I was able to avoid all of that? 17. 2017. Okay, mm-hmm. so four years. I mean, but still, that's four solid years of me not knowing essentially what that movie was about until I finally got into it. And, like, I thought, here I go again with thinking that things are one thing and it's totally not at all. But I thought that it was more of, like, a a murder house situation. Like, he was being fed, you know, like, psychological tortures and he actually had to, like, physically, you know, get out of, like, traps and whatever. And, I mean, part of that is true in the context of the movie, but I was talking, like, thinking like that's the entirety yeah. of that that concept of the movie i uh, blew my mind with the reveal it gave me anxiety it really did it really did but i i was nice i was nice and calm though my baby was sleeping on me and i had white noise playing for her and so i was just real chill it was the middle of the day too which helped <laughs> <laughs> when, when he's like frozen and his like eyes are tearing up and like I mean, oh it's brutal oh it's brutal man but it's great it's, it's great, a man. really really good movie and i've got a good snack to go with movies <laughs> oh so i did not know about these until a couple weeks ago and it's completely changed my life mostly because uh if i had them around all the time i would be dead it might be a Kentucky-only thing, but I really hope it's not. You know Grippos? Mm-hmm. Did you know that they have cheese puffs? I did not with, know that. With the Grippos seasoning on oh. them. I, it changed my life. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It was incredible. I crushed the entire bag in like a day. Grip, Grippos are on another level. They really are. They really, really are. Yeah, if you don't have them in your state or your area and you travel through Kentucky, stock up on some Grippos. Absolutely. So, essentially, they're like barbecue chips. Or like the best version of them is the barbecue chips. With crack inside them. <laughs> uh, they're a little bit spicy, but just enough to where you're like, I can ha- I've got to keep going. I'm right. just going to power through this. Give me a little bit of water. I'm good. I'm good to go. They're really good, too, if you uh, put, you know, like you do potato chips on a sandwich. Oh, yeah. I love doing that with Grippos. But these, they're, they're cheese. I think they're actually called cheese nibs. It's basically like Cheetos covered in the barbecue oh, seasoning. Awesome. It's incredible. It's really, really good stuff. Mm. One time, not too terribly long ago, I had a bag of Doritos that uh, it was the Cool Ranch, and it had a bunch of like extra ranch at the bottom. And so I took just like a Ziploc bag and poured some Cheetos into it, just regular Cheetos and the ranch and mixed it up. Incredible. It was so good. You're a genius. (laughs) Or just an idiot. (laughs) Okay. 
Grippo's has, I think you had some, like the uh, spice, like powder you can use. Yeah, they've got barbecue seasoning. Why? Is there not Cool Ranch Doritos? Have they not done that? I guess not. What are you doing, Doritos? <laughs> I know you... you're listening right now. <laughs> Big Doritos is listening to This Is My Bourbon Podcast. <laughs> Couldn't you get the um, Doritos Loco Taco shells at... Um, at like Kroger. Could you? I think you could. You might still be able to. I need to look into that. I don't know if it was Cool Ranch, which by the way was the best of those ah, tacos. And they yeah, friggin' took them away. You know what they the, take all the good stuff away. You know what the best thing was though? And they stopped allowing you to be able to do it. You take a cheesy gordita crunch, and instead of the regular taco shell, you, you put, put one the of the Dorito Cool Ranch one. ones ah. in. It was insanity. Why do people take away the stuff we love? <laughs> Especially restaurants. Because the world is cruel and they don't care about us. Chili cheese burritos at Taco Bell were the flipping bomb. Took them away. I, Did they take the potatoes away too? Yeah. Took them away. <laughs> don't even... I'm done. All right. Well, it's been a lot of highs and lows on this podcast. <laughs> I was so today. happy about the antique collection. <laughs> now I started thinking about Taco Bell and what all they took away. Go go and take you a sip through each one of them again, and you'll, um, you'll feel better. I'm going to have a little bit of this Eagle Rare just because it's magical. <laughs> it's grapey magic. I'll, I'll join you. You toss me a little bit of it. But I think that does it for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you again to Buffalo Trace for sending us these samples. Yes, thank you. Really, really appreciate it. I'll be it. looking forward to that golden GTS ticket game that you are <laughs> going to start playing. Eric, where the heck can people find you on social media? They can find me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, doing all my pairings and jazz, all that stuff. Um, soon to be YouTube, I'm in the process of putting Marital Combat and Prepare Your Poor over there. So might be having some more live streams on that side of things and i'm starting a new show coming up this sunday yeah which a couple days ago at this point at this point it was this past sunday where i'm talking to other instagram creators that i've met yeah that started out just whiskey pages but through talking to them we all grew up and enjoyed the same music like metal screamo emo and it just amazes me when I find people that are like kind of in that style of music. So I wanted to talk about it. So it's called Taking Back Sundays. And I I'll, every couple of Sundays, I'm going to have a different Instagram account. And then probably towards the end, I'm going to have Perry on there. And he's going to convince me to listen to John Mayer. Or we can talk about music that you actually might like. <laughs> Like, I don't know, the Black Keys, Gary Clark Jr., I don't know. There's options. <laughs> just play. I'm not going to try to convince you, because it mostly just makes me look like an idiot. No, <laughs> no, no it's going to be just a revolving more around music as opposed to the whiskey side of things. And yeah. so you would definitely be on there, because I want to have a show where we talk about our best and worst live performances oh i could definitely talk yes. about that so i've got i've got stuff lined up that. for each person that i want to ask them about that i've found <sighs> out so look out for perry on that in the in a uh, coming episode so that's that, where I'm at. that one about the worst show i ever played is going to be <laughs> i i i might even send you some audio clips to play during it 
or pull them up on my computer or something because there are some there's some i actually have the audio from the worst <laughs> show i ever played and it's glorious it's so bad i've got some pretty good stories about the worst ones i played too. fantastic and now here we are, two dads sitting down drinking bourbon together. Yep. I guess that's like what you transition in <laughs> after your band days are over, right? We should do a podcast about that. What would we call it? Hmm. Fathers who drink whiskey together. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to follow me, I am at Ritter 1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show itself, it's at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast app, of choice do we have any of our uh, infamous other app reviews at the moment i have not been sent any this week i don't think i have either swan did say he left one on the chicken game but i haven't been able to locate it so <laughs> he did say that didn't he? yeah i'll we'll oh, have to find that one i i've not been able to might have gotten deleted that's why you got to screenshot it and then send it to us because people delete it yeah exactly i will say that my friend chris from work um he let he told me he left a five-star review under Star Wars, uh, like, <laughs> legend RPG game or something like that. And then he said he went back to screenshot it the next day, and it was not there. Oh, uh, that's a shame. And he didn't, and it was when we first started, so we didn't know that we needed to hide it within the review. Yeah. Because he just straight up left a five-star review saying, this is my burn podcast is awesome or something like that. <laughs> Under the Star Wars Thanks, game. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. I know Chris, too. Yeah. We, we uh, realized that recently. So. Small world. Small world, indeed. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can send us questions or comments to thismymybourbonshop at gmail.com. You can also send us questions or comments over on uh, our social media pages as well. So hit us up. We'll answer questions. Slide into them DMs. Slide into the DMs like... Uh, like like a frog? Do frogs slide? Frogger. Oh, great he slid game. right through all the. I stuff. hate how much I love Frogger. It's so addicting. It is. Is that on the Switch yet? I don't know. They made a newer Frogger for like PlayStation or something like a long time ago. Yeah, and it was fun too, but classic Frogger. Yeah. Uh, what else do we do here? Uh, subscribe to our YouTube pages as well. YouTube.com slash This Is My Bourbon Podcast and search for Whiskey Mutant on YouTube. Yes. And last but not least, Patreon.com slash My Bourbon Podcast. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show for as little as $5 a month. You get early access to episodes days before they come out. Literal days. I'm putting this up as soon as we're done recording on Patreon. Uncut, unfiltered. Uncut, unfiltered. proof. This is my bourbon podcast. All the effing and jeffing you can you can ask all for. All the curses. <laughs> I don't do any of those. That's all, Eric. Guilty. <laughs> uh, we did get a new patron recently, though. All right. Let me uh, let me pull this up right quick, if and you don't mind. If and you don't mind, Kevin Sampson. Sampson. Who is also known as Imbibitude on uh, on Instagram. Oh, I'm going to go add so, you right now. You should. Kevin's a great dude. Got to meet Kevin at uh, OBC a few weeks back. Does he have good hair? Yeah, yeah. When I hear Sampson, I think of hair. It is he, long. You know, the, the old yeah. Bible story there. Yeah, it's longer. Listen to me. I'm the one that curses really bad, and then I'm talking and about Bible And then quotes the Bible. <laughs> Don't let him cut your hair, Sampson. That's all I'm saying. Don't let that Jezebel cut your hair. There's so much to unpack with you. Anyway, <laughs> that's for next episode. 
Thank you all so much for listening, as always. We will see you guys next time. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my Bourbon Podcast.